watching Elul, especially a week before Rosh Hashanah. We're, we're blessed to start off, even if it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, we'll learn a few Hilchas Chavetz Chaim, Hilchas Lashon Hara, because we know that that is, as we're going to say, the al on Yom Kippur. We know that, that the uh, main um, uh, al most of the al are in, in relation to a person's mouth and how a person speaks. And the greatest segula that a person can do, the greatest thing that a person can do uh, during this time is uh, be careful in how he speaks as the Gra says very clearly that if imagine a person could fast and fast for days and for weeks and the Gras says the greatest fast that a person can do is not bringing food into his mouth, but rather what comes out of his mouth. And he says it's much harder for a person to worry about what goes out of his mouth than what comes into his mouth. That's much harder. So Hashem will help each and every one of us, especially now during, during Elul, right before Rosh Hashanah, that Hashem, thank you very much. Hashem will help us be very careful and very uh, aware of what goes out of our mouth. And that includes uh, a person going ahead and saying good morning and a person saying good things. It's not just about not talking. It's about also saying positive words. Not, not speaking Lashon Hara doesn't mean that a person doesn't talk or not speaking Torah. When a person is able to speak Torah, he's able to say wonderful things. That's what a person is about. By he Adam the Ruach Chaya the Nefesh Chaya, and a person is a Nefesh Chaya. The Targum says the Ruach which means that he's a person of speech. So with that in mind, uh, we're talking about believing Rechilas. Kibi, you mind just closing that door, please? Believing Rechilas. Who's that? Yitzi. Yeah. Yitzi, unbelievable. Good yeah. Yitzi. Right, we're talking about um, a person believing Rechilus by a close friend. Now again, Rechilus is where a person is um, having someone else tell him something negative about someone. When you hear someone else say something negative uh, to, about someone, that is Rechilus. If someone says, that guy, did you hear what that person said about you? That's Rechilus. Right? Lashon Hara is when you say something bad about somebody. Rechilus is where you pin two people against each other. And sometimes people like to do that because it makes them feel like they can uh, control uh, the, their friends. They can control by pinning two people against each other. Rahman al-Islam. So you're not allowed to believe it even from a close friend or from a spouse. For example, uh, Someone's wife tells him, you'll never believe what so-and-so said about you. So you're not even allowed to believe your wife. You hear this? Chavetz Chaim enlightens us that when a man believes his wife's words, not only is he over the Aver of believing Rechilas, he's also causing himself much sorrows. Right now, again, uh, just to be, uh, you know, obviously we, we, we listen to our spouses and obviously, we, we, of course, we believe when they're in pain and we believe when they're saying something. What the Chavaz Chaim is saying is, is that a person has to be careful 
to know what's true about what whatever a spouse is saying and what is it that a person just sometimes needs to talk neg- negative, meaning it's very, very scary if you're married to someone. It's very, very scary. If you're married to someone, as we, we know uh, in, uh, from Korach, it says the, uh, what happened by Korach was that in um, the Gemara Sanhedrin, it says, Chachmas Nashim Bansa Besa, is that Chazal say that, that uh, depending on what your wife is going to tell you, sometimes you can have a wife who goes ahead and says, oh, don't worry, it's a you, right? You're going through a hard time at work, you're going through a hard time in yeshiva, you're going through a hard time, and the wife is machazik you, make sure you see the good, make sure you find the good, blah, 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 blah. So that's amazing, that's a beautiful thing. Or vice versa. Sometimes a, a wife comes home and is complaining about her work, and the husband, right, goes ahead and says, yeah, yeah, I know, I don't like that guy either, or blah, 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 blah. So what happens? You feed them off of each other. It's very, very, very scary. Very, very scary to be married to somebody. Very scary to be married to someone who's feeding you negativity. Because if your relationship is all about negativity in your home, could you imagine that? Could you imagine in your home, in a, in a world that we live in, in a world of negativity, in a world of challenges, you go home and your wife is feeding you or your husband is feeding you, right? Your, your spouse is feeding you negativity. It's terrible. And then imagine the kids, right? Then they grow up to be little negative ones because mommy and tati are always talking negatively and they're always saying how terrible people are, etc. So it's very, very dangerous. That's what he says. And he says, when a, when a spouse realizes that, that the other spouse accepts everything they say and, and, is, and it strengthens it, so it leads to machlokas and heartache. So the Chavetz Chaim says, it's advisable to be careful in relationships with your spouse. To be very careful to say, let's make sure we're not talking about and Now again, it doesn't mean that you don't talk about things that are important to talk about. It doesn't mean that you can't obviously develop a relationship where you're strengthening each other, you're listening to each other, you're validating each other. But sometimes a person has to be very, very careful. Um, not sometimes. A person has to be very, very careful. As, as, as we say in the Sils Yisharim, David Amelech says, I'm more careful around who I make in charge of my household of who I make, right? Imagine you're in work, and you have all your, the people you work with, all of your employees, all the people you work with are all people who talk Lashon Hara and are terrible negative people, right? That would be terrible. So imagine if your home, Chas Shalom, is the same. Imagine if your home is a home of, of pure negativity, pure Lashon Hara, Hashem Yirachim. Question, comments, and then we'll learn um, the Sil Sucharim. Comments are also welcome. Okay. All right. So I'll make the comments. Hashem will help us all. Let us be zocha to not speak any Lashon Hara, not listen to any Lashon Hara. And the most important thing is when you realize that it's a, it's a, it's a disease. It's a true, true, true disease that's one of the reasons why why a person would get saras. 
the true, true, true disease when a person is negative and a person talks uh, negatively about people and listens. It's a true, true sickness that a person um, has when he's sort of, uh, when he's, uh, um, um, I don't know what the word is, he gets his, he gets his life, he gets his heas, he gets his excitement, he gets his um, power. Is that JJ? He gets his power. Oh. He gets his power. Negativity, it's very, very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. And the, the answer to that is, the answer to that is, is to be, figure out a way how to become a more loving and more positive person. The answer is not be positive, be positive, be positive. That's not the answer. The child is for a person to be more sensitive um, to figure out how can I become more of a positive, loving person. That's the question that I would ask. I wouldn't say, okay, I'm going to become. Be more positive. Be more positive. That's a very uh, dangerous way of talking to yourself. How can I figure out a way to be a more loving, accepting, positive person? Hashem will help each and every one of us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What do you mean? What do you mean on the other side? My should take the negative away. Right. Would he be allowed to say? So no, if it's going to be taken negative, and yeah, that, that's where a person has to be careful in his when he talks to somebody in general. Has to be careful when you're venting to someone. You have to be able to know what you are venting is going to cause to the other person. You have to know who you're talking to and how they're going to receive it. How are they going to receive it? Are they going to receive it positively? Are they going to help me? Are they going to strengthen my negativity? Are they going to believe it? Whatever it might be. Okay, Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let us be Zoha. Let us have the ability each and every one of us to only to try and see the good in, in other people, to see the good in ourselves, to see the good in in uh, in all of, in, in everyone as as much as you can. And it takes time. That's what I would that's what I would um, advise um, everybody is that when you want everybody here wants to be more loving and more forgiving and more and more positive. Everybody does. Uh, it, it takes time. It takes time, it takes effort, it takes patience, it takes many, many, as I've said many times, right? If you spend 20 years of your life, you spend 18 years of your life with negativity, 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 hate, negativity, victimhood, negativity, so, so at least you got, uh, at least do half of that. At least another nine years you need to work on being more positive. It takes time, and especially the fact that our default is negative. Yes, Shimon. Um, how, how far does a person uh, need to go to be accepted? I'm sure there's like a certain order where it's like, okay, 
I'm not sure if a person can be too accepting. I'm not sure if a person can be too accepting. Uh, give me an example. Yeah. How could you be too accepting? I'm saying, but I'm talking about. I don't. I don't have to agree. I don't have to agree, and I could say that it's sad. It's sad, but. I think a person has to know himself and know and know um, where does it come from. Does it come from? Usually, a person who's not accepting to somebody else is because they're not accepting within themselves something as well. A person who's very, very strong against somebody is always going to come from the way a person feels feels about himself, within himself. Again, again, Shimon, again. There's a. This is a. This is a. Uh, a, a fact. This is a, the law of reality. The way it works is that if you don't have patience for someone else, oh, this is uh, Mr. Brody over here. Shalom aleichem. because it's hard for us to hear sometimes, but when we have a lack of tolerance for someone else, it ultimately comes from the lack of tolerance within oneself. Yes, yes, yes. If there is no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. That's a fact. If there's no... What do you mean? Correct. So what is this? I what? So what? What do you? I'm, I'm trying to understand what, what what you're saying. Right. Correct. But the question is right. No, but no, it's not about arguing. It's about understanding. What? What part? What? There's something that. Now what? What don't you understand? Now what? What doesn't make sense? Well, I'm trying to understand. I want to, maybe uh, there are other people who have the same question. I want to understand what you're saying. Something that's so wrong. Right. Doing, right. That we would never do. How do we accept a person as someone that's going against the Torah? Right. Great. Beautiful. Do I do things wrong? Don't judge me because we sin differently. Don't judge me because we sin differently. Everyone has shortcomings. Everybody does things wrong. And to you, what's wrong for this person, for somebody else, what you do might be wrong. And when a person learns, what I think Shimon is saying is that you get nervous because if I become so tolerant and become a, a liberal, so to speak, and you come like that, then everything goes. 
We're not, we're not talking about that. We're not, we're not talking about that. We're talking about somebody who's living uh, a life of principle, someone who's living a life of Torah, someone who's trying to be sensitive to other people. It's called, we don't hate another Jew. We love every Jew. We try and see the good. We try and see the beauty in every person. And that comes from a lack of seeing the beauty in myself. When I see outside of me darkness and negativity and blah, it means I have it inside of me. It only works 100% of the time. That's a fact. When I see something in somebody else, it's a reflection of me. It's a pure, pure reflection of me, yes. So if I go to a house and they ask their maid to turn on the TV on Shabbos after the meal because the whole family goes to watch Friends as a family right. and they invite me to watch TV. Mm-hmm. So now if I, if I say no and I go upstairs and I tell them I can't watch it, so I'm rebuking the whole family, I'm going to embarrass them all. And if I go, and if I go along with it, then I'm saying that this is okay. So if I'm supposed to be accepting, so then what? I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to just tell them. So you can't always be accepting. Sometimes you have to tell them like, Right. So I, I mean, again, I, I think that what's challenging is I, I would just I would wonder what you're doing there to begin with. That's what I would challenge you. I would say the fact that you're in that house and a person is in certain. This is something that we speak about all the time. When you're in certain situations, you want to question yourself. What am I doing here? How did I get here? What am I doing here? When I'm in a situation and I see people doing something, I want to ask myself, what made, what is Hashem met, what's the message that Hashem is giving me that I'm being exposed to this? Why am I being exposed to this? Why am I exposing myself to this? Many times people say, oh, this is the situation, how this happened, how did you get there? Many, many, right, there's a big, you so, there's a big um, um, uh, principle when it comes to a lot of things. The Ramchal says this even when it comes to a person doing Averas. It's never the Avera that's the problem. It's always how you got there. There's always two, three, four, five steps before you do an Avera. It's never on one shot. It's never on one shot that there's an Avera. Even when they say, if a person's in a situation where he sees something inappropriate, it's okay. That, that could have been against your will. You're walking in the street and you see something inappropriate. First of all, where are you walking? How'd you get there? You're not seeing anything inappropriate in the base medrash. So how'd you get there? And now that I got there, where are my eyes? What am I doing? Did I go with a friend? Did I make a decision? What happens is that we're unconscious. We're, we're all sometimes unconscious. And we're like bobbleheads. We're like bobbleheads. We're like that bobblehead on top of your... Uh, your car on your window on your whatever that's called the dashboard and all you are is just going like this I'm bobbling head with the music turn on the music turn on my phone right the hamster the wheel is spinning and the hamster is very very dead what does that mean yeah I'm in the house they're this I'm in this place I that I don't like this I don't like that where's your awareness of what I want my life to be like where's your awareness of the fact that I could choose right now. Everybody sitting here right now, anyone listening right now to this uh, sheer and to this discussion made a conscious decision to sit here and be here. 
Anyone who goes and does anything and goes anywhere made a conscious decision to be in that place. And when a person goes ahead and he, and he blames other people, and a person goes ahead and is a victim, what does that mean that he's a victim? When a person goes ahead and says, oh, it's because of this person, or that person's the fault, or this person is what made me miserable, and a person, and I just want to be very clear, a person can blame his parents, and a person can blame his father, and his mother, and his teachers, and his upbringing, his entire life. You'll be in very good company. Many people sit for years and years and years, and you'll have a friend, and you'll have someone who will actually validate, and they'll actually agree with you. They will agree with you. And they'll say, oh, oh, you also have trouble with your, with your father? I also have trouble with my father. You have trouble with your mother? I also have trouble. You're also a victim? Yeah. Your boss is what's making your life miserable? Yeah. Now wait till you get married. He'll roll his eyes and say, oh, marriage, and roll his eyes. And then the guy next to him will say, oh, yeah, you too? And he'll roll his eyes. If that's the life that you want to live, that's the life that you're going to live. If you want to live a life of victim, of being a victim, of being someone who's, who's, who's being sucked into the world's insanity, then there are harbay uh, kenegdecha. There are many, many people who will join the crowd, right? As Yitzi Grunwald, as he's listening at 3 o'clock in the morning, almost 4 o'clock in the morning, he's listening to Ms. Hilton at 4 o'clock in the morning. And says, why are you following the crowd when they're all lost? Why are you following everybody when they're all lost? You don't think people on social media, you don't think all these people who are miserable, how many people are Rahman It's Rahmanas, Rahmanas. I'm not judging anyone who commits suicide, kill themselves, they have all these followers, right? All these things. Well, what are they doing? Because on the outside it seems a certain way. Everyone seems to be all chilled in a certain way. Right? He looks all good in a certain way, but inside they're suffering. Inside they're suffering. Inside they're suffering. They're suffering from a lack of, of happiness. They're suffering from a lack of, of clarity of what life is about. And what do they do? I'm going to follow that guy. So it's like the blind literally leading the blind. Literally leading the blind. And if a person, that's what I always say, I have good news and bad news. Good news and bad news. And we'll start with the bad news. It's always good to start with the bad news. The bad news is, is that, is that you will continue on that path. And you will not have a good marriage. And you will roll your eyes when people talk about marriage. And you will complain about your boss. And you will not you know, know how to connect to Torah. And you will, all those things, that's the bad news. Nothing's gonna change. Nothing's going, and you'll be a negative person. And you won't be the first negative person, and you won't be the last negative person. That's the bad news. The good news is you're young. And if you start working on yourself now, and you start getting in touch with yourself now, and you start a journey now to become a healthy, positive, loving, whatever, dot, dot, dot person, then you could accomplish that. Then you could accomplish that. But if you're not going to do anything about it, and you're going to expect that all the people around me are going to change, and all the people around me are going to become, and I want to tell you something. I want to tell everybody here, I have some, also some scary news. Someone just, I just confirmed 
today. I just want to say I'm not judging anyone. We're not judging anybody. So Shimon, maybe this will address. I'm not judging anyone. Someone told me recently, somebody told me recently, from a from regular family, we're not judging anyone. He said that his younger sibling, I don't want to go into details, their younger 15-year-old sibling doesn't want to be called by a certain name anymore because that is uh, 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 implies a gender. A from, just like all of us here, a from Orthodox, ultra-Orthodox, regular family. Their younger sibling, a younger sister, I'll say, is already saying, don't call me a girl anymore. I don't want to be called a girl anymore. Call me it. And then I told it over, and someone says, oh yeah, there's someone else that they know. That they know that that's going on in the world. And you guys didn't even have kids yet. You guys didn't even, ha even have those challenges of having children. What that means the next generation. And you can't blame the parents. You can't, can't blame the father. And you can't blame the We can't blame anyone. We can't blame anyone. But know what you're up against, guys. Know what you're up against. That's happening now. What's well, going to be in 15 years from now? But you're worried what's going to happen when your son comes home and says, I want to marry this guy? Or your daughter comes home and says, I want to marry this girl? Huh, that's, that's, halavai, that, those should be your problems. God forbid those should be your problems. But why am I saying that? They'll come home and say, I want to marry a dog. You think it's a joke? Why not? Why not? We're not so far from that. What are you going to do about that? How are you going to be healthy enough? How are you going to be sane enough? Because if you're not sane, for sure your kids are not going to be sane. For sure your wife is not going to be sane. It's hard for your children and your family to be sane, even if you are sane. Okay, beautiful way to start off our week. Beautiful way to get ready for, for Rosh Hashanah. Because this year is a big year for all of you. This year is a big, big year for all of us. And don't think, for everyone to know, don't think that it just happens. If there's one piece of advice that I can tell you is don't think that it's just going to happen. Happiness doesn't happen. Happiness doesn't happen. You don't become, that's why people are, are, are addicted to things. Because they, they don't want to work for what, for what they want to get. Again, I'm not judging people who are addicts. We're all, we all have, have suffer a lot from those things. But the shot is, is that, is that we, I want happiness because it looks good, so give it to me right now. I want this because it looks good. I don't want to work, I don't want to work for my happiness. I don't want to work for my commitment to God. I don't want to work for it. And you might have every excuse. You have your trauma, and your mother did this to you, and your father did this to you, and your Rebbe, and everyone has beautiful excuses. I'm, and, I'm, and I'm saying that for real. But excuses don't produce results. Anybody who's from Baltimore over here who knows Stan Lussman, I don't know if you guys know him. He was my coach, my basketball coach in uh, TA when we played against that facility. Yeah, we won most of them. Whatever, right? Back in the day, back in the day. But what, but what was it? What did he say? Excuses don't produce results. Good, you have every excuse, you're right. 
You're the, so does the guy who's 45 years old, who's single, who's still in rehab, who's miserable, who's divorced, who has this, who's whatever it is. He's got everybody. Yeah, you know why I'm here? I'm here because of this. And everyone feels sorry for him. You feel sorry. But at the end of the day, he's carrying that within himself. And he's living the miserable life. But if a person learns and says, wow, I have an opportunity, I have an ability to go ahead and to work on myself and to find love and to find love within myself, to find sanity within myself, to find healthiness within myself, to find positivity within myself, then there's hope, there's excitement. Okay, question, comment, and then we'll wrap up for today. Yes, Yehuda. saying is that my focus, you want your focus to be on your own denial. That's the key. Denial, standing for don't even notice I am lying. Don't even notice I am lying. That's denial. Don't worry about his denial. Don't worry about the world's denial. Worry about your own denial. Don't worry about the fact that those people, those people, everyone lives in the world of what those people are doing, and I don't like that group of people, uh, that group of people. Okay, if you're working for an organization or politics, and you have to deal with those people, that might be a separate thing. If you're writing a, uh, uh, you're a journalist, writing an article about those people, so then great, you can write about those people. But as far as us, we have to worry about me. And so everybody here, the, 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 the main thing you want to have over here is to worry about you. Worry about you. You're here to build yourself up. If you're worried here about other people, which is common, it's normal to be looking at other people. If you're looking at other people here, what are you going to be doing in five years from now? Well, you don't think when you get married and you're all happily married, I found the love of my life and I look at other people. You don't think when you meet your friend's wife, it says in the this goes back to the, to the Ten Commandments, back to the time thousands of years ago. You think if you're not happy with yourself now, and you're judging your roommate, and you're judging this stuff, blah, blah, you don't think when it's, you bring your, your love home a month later, two months later, three months later, and you eat a meal with somebody else and their wife, and you're like, um, uh-oh, uh-oh. I like her better. 
That's the problem. If you don't think that that's going to happen, then you're, uh, you're in denial. If you don't think that's going to happen, you're in denial. Because that will happen. Because there's no reason why it won't happen. Because it's no different than driving a car and not being happy with your car. It's no different. I'm not comparing a spouse to a car. But it's not, that's not the point. The point is if you're not happy, you're not happy. If you don't work on yourself, you don't work on yourself. If you're lazy, you're lazy. If you give in to your desires, you're going to give in to your desires when you're 50. You're not going to be a grumpy old man. Why won't you be a grumpy old man? You're a grumpy young man. So you're just going to be 10 years, 20 years older, and you'll just have more to be grumpy about. Yes, Yona. Wow, Yona Whiteford back, back in the house. Oh, you just wanted the, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted that I was say, where do you, like, where do you, like, differentiate, or where do you draw the line of acceptance and accepting somebody for the issues they have and sort of work on versus, like, drawing the line of the same and saying, like, okay, this is a stop, but it's like accepting value. So where do you, right. draw line, how do you work? Because sometimes you're going to have somebody who's going to say, oh, they're working on themselves, they're going to be like, ah, 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 they're so that so it sounds like so that's a great question. It sounds like that's the theme of what we're talking about. My advice to everybody here is is make boundaries. Why am I saying make boundaries? Because one of the things that pulls most of us down, especially you guys at this stage in your life, is social acceptance. So we're willing to sell my soul. I'm willing to sell my soul so that I look good in the eyes of other people. So the boundary, I would say, is make a very clear boundary. I'm only going to be around people. I'm only going to associate myself. This guy, I could say, hey, good morning. Give him a hug and a kiss. Hey, what's up? Love you. But the people who you spend intimate time with, the people you're spending time with having conversations, if that person is not lifting you up, if that person, if you're not in a relationship where there is strength, I'm strengthening him. And he's strengthening me. Run for your life. Well, wait, where do you, like, what, what about, should you ever, like, try to help him? Yeah, don't, him? yes, you know how you help? You know how you help? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Yes, yes. The best way, the best way you can help someone, especially here, Yona, the best way to help anybody, especially here, but it's anywhere, is when they see you, wow, that guy's healthy. I like that guy. You can talk and talk and talk and say, I'm going to change this guy, I'm going to change that guy. Who do, you, who do you like? Who do you look up to? You look up to people who you see, wow, that guy does this thing. He doesn't care what people think. He grinds. He's up early. He's not, he doesn't care what, what's going on. He's feeding his life. You're like, I like that. I want that. The boundary is, yeah, I love you. You can be the biggest lover to everybody. Love you, love you, love you. Sorry, I got to go. I got to go jogging. Sorry, no, I can't do that no more. I don't do that anymore because I owe my life to be healthy. I'm not doing that stupid, immature stuff anymore. I love you. I love you. You guys know how to give love. Yona, you know how to give love. But you know how to give love to yourself. That's the question you got to ask yourself. Am I taking care of myself? I'm taking care of everybody else. And I look good in everybody else's eyes, but I suffer inside. Suffer inside, and I look good. Everybody else, and if you don't build your inside, if you don't build yourself, 
you don't build it on a constant basis, you're going to continue to be broken. You're going to continue. And it's hard. It's hard. You've got to ask for help. You've got to be strong to ask for help, to ask people to strengthen you. But just to answer your question, then we'll wrap up because it's getting late. The bottom line, the bottom line is don't worry about having the popularity award and loving everybody. The best way you can love everybody is do your thing. Do your thing. If you're busy with your schedule, you're busy with your life, you're busy living your life, you'll love everybody and everybody will love you. It's when I'm bored, I don't really got what to do, so all I worry about is how can I help my roommate? Don't worry about helping your roommate. You know how you can help your roommate? The best thing you can do for your roommate is be uh, uh, on time, be functional, listen to motivation things, get, get yourself healthy. The guy will look at you and say, wow, I like that guy. That guy is up early, goes to bed whenever he goes to bed, is organized, whatever. Don't worry about it. It'll affect so strongly everyone around you. Because you know how it is when you look at someone like that. It's the same exact thing. Success breeds success. Okay, Hashem will help each and every one of us. Um, the, the, the part that we're up to is um, kina which we'll talk about, which is basically There's a very high level of loving God. Loving God is that it hurts you inside when you see other people going against Hashem. You don't say anything, as Rabbi Shaman says, are you supposed to scream Shabbos when you see someone Mechal Shabbos? He says, yes, scream it to yourself. Because why is that person not loving Shabbos? Like you love Shabbos. If you want to help another Jew and it fits to what we were saying, you want to be Mashpia, you want to influence other people to be better Jews, so you be a better Jew. You want to influence someone to be anything, you be the change that you want to see in the world. You be that change. You want to be more selfless, you be more selfless. You want people to be more happy, you work on your happiness. That's what life is about. Hashem should help all of us. We should be Zoha. And again, just remember, very, very important. A lot of times we worry about our future. The best thing you can do for your future is live today. The best thing you can do for your future. And the best way to fix your past is to live today because we don't have our past anymore and the future is not yet here. So the best thing we can do is live today because today is the first day of the rest of your life. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Yeah. Oh, it's under here. I just, I just, I just finished.